Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? I think most people, knowing, you know, a little bit about Jesus, would answer that question, well, yeah, of course Jesus came to bring peace. It's not what he says. He says, no, I tell you, but rather division. I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. This is one of those sayings of our Lord that confronts us with kind of the stereotypical Jesus that we often kind of think about. Well, Jesus, you know, he said nice things and he was comforting and encouraging and talked about mercy and all of those things are completely true. But we can't forget the many times in which Jesus said things that are shocking and challenging and confront our preconceived notions about who he is and what he intends to do. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? One of the very common kind of ideas at the time of our Lord about the Messiah is that he would come and establish an earthly kingdom. He would restore the kingdom of David. That he would destroy Israel's enemies. He'd kick out the Romans. And there would be peace in Israel. It's not what Jesus came to do. He did not come to establish a kingdom on earth. When questioned by Pilate, he said, My kingdom is not of this world. Jesus did not come to establish an earthly peace, a temporal peace, or a worldly peace. It's not that we shouldn't desire those things and pursue them. We should work for peace. But the peace of Christ is different. The peace that Jesus offers us, he told us, is not the peace of the world. The peace that he offers us is interior. It comes from a right relationship with God. It doesn't come from what's going on around us. It comes from, with, what, from what's going on within us. Jesus actually said, in the world, you will have tribulation, not peace. But he went on to say, do not be afraid, because I have conquered the world. The peace that Christ came to establish is in our hearts. And if we have that peace from knowing him and from knowing his love, then no matter what is going on around us, we will not be disturbed. That is the peace that he came to establish. He goes on to say, no, I tell you, but rather division. In what sense did Christ come to bring division? It doesn't seem to make sense. But if you stop to think about it in the light of our second reading, where the letter to the Hebrews told us to reflect upon the opposition that our Lord faced. Think about the life of Christ. He was an incredibly divisive person. That's what got him arrested and killed. 
because he challenged people to make a decision. He claimed, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He demanded of every person to make a choice. Do you accept me or do you reject me? Christ brings division because he is the truth. And the truth requires us to make a choice. I'm sure we've all experienced this in our life. When you stand for something, there will be opposition. That can be divisive. Because the truth is what separates good from evil. It's what separates virtue from vice and truth from falsehood. And when we stand for the truth, the truth that Jesus said he is, there will be opposition and division. We heard about that in the first reading with the prophet Jeremiah. When he stood up and spoke the words of the Lord, he was arrested and thrown in prison and almost died. Jesus wants there to be peace and unity among those who accept him, among his followers, and among his disciples. But there will always be division in the world between those who accept Christ and those who reject Christ. We have to know the price of being his disciples, that when we stand for him, there will be opposition, there will be persecution. But as he told us, he has already overcome the world, and he will be victorious. And lastly, Jesus says in our gospel that he has come to set the earth on fire. Now, obviously, he doesn't mean literally. He's referring to a spiritual fire that he wants to enkindle in the hearts of every person. The fire of his love. The fire that purifies and transforms And this is what he wants for every one of us, to be set on fire. This is one of the great dangers of the Christian life. Our tradition refers to it as lukewarmness. Jesus in the book of Revelation says, I wish that you were either hot or cold, but if you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. One of the great dangers in the Christian life is mediocrity, is getting comfortable, perhaps being complacent. Because Jesus loves us where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us there. He is always asking us to grow. He always wants to stretch us. And if we hold on to our our comfort or perhaps our, our complacency with how things are or how things have been, then that's going to become an obstacle for our spiritual growth. Jesus wants to set us on fire with love for the truth with love for our faith, with passion and energy, zeal for Him, zeal for souls. This is what transforms our life. And this is what has the potential to transform the world, to set it on fire with love for God. And so all of us need to regularly be asking ourselves, in what areas of my life have I fallen into some complacency? Or some comfort. Where is Jesus asking me to change? Where does he desire conversion? Where is he asking me to let go of something that has become an obstacle to following him? We must always be on guard against lukewarmness. Because Jesus wants to set us on fire. But we can also apply this to all of our relationships. 
Where in your family or in your marriage have you perhaps given in to some complacency? Well, that's just how, that's how things have always been. That's how things are always going to be. No. There is always potential for growth, for change, for conversion. We're called to continuously strive to love more. Where does Jesus want to set your family on fire with a greater love for one another? We can ask this about our parish. Where is Jesus asking us to grow? Where does he want to set us on fire so that we can be better witnesses to the world, to the truth of our faith? This is what Jesus wants for each one of us in in every aspect of our life, that we would be filled with passion and zeal for him, that we would grow, that we would be set on fire. Because if we are set on fire by the love of Christ that we have received, then we're called to be his instruments to go out and set the world on fire.